Johnson. Um, in NHL 23, I signed Reese Johnson to an eight year, like a hundred or $1.75 million deal. Dude, that's the way to go. Like in every <laughs> like franchise mode, it's like you find the guys that you really like and you sign them for really cheap long-term. So then that way you can go ahead and have them locked down. So if they do get better and all that, or they will get better because all you're going to do is play them consistently. So yeah, except for he didn't get better, so he's just been making one point seven five million in uh, the AHL for the last three seasons, <laughs> four seasons, something like that. But he's a key, he's a key piece, captain of the AHL squad. <laughs> Reese Johnson, the future of the Rockford Ice Hogs. I hope he's just. I mean, I fucking he's great. He's great. I think that's the way to start the show, anyways. Right there, a little Reese Johnson NHL twenty three talk. Okay, I love it. The WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it, Jerem and Tanner. All right, well, welcome to another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Uh, nothing. You know, just getting getting all situated. That's why. Had a little off week there. Yeah, Tanner had no internet. I felt like I was dying. Thought I cold yeah. again, but it wasn't. I guess it was just a really bad cold, and I'm just a little bitch. But hey, it is what it is. But yeah, got 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 my move down, and then Comcast was like, "You're all set with internet until they found out that our apartment wasn't set for set up for Comcast." Three days after they were telling me everything will be fine, it's like, "All right, cool. Can you send somebody out here, please?" So what do they have to do? Just go and read. Yeah, they just they just had to like come and check some wires like i don't fucking know what they did they go beep bop boop bop internet there you go <laughs> all right technical talk with hannah right there beep boop bop and internet that's how it goes buddy i took some coding <laughs> classes i know <laughs> <laughs> well not only did we take a week off it feels like the hawks took some time off too while uh while we were gone but you know what the record may not be good but as we talked about before we start recording it's exactly how we want the season to play out. Minus two yeah. games. Minus two games. Um, Minus two games. Yeah. They got blo- the two games they got blown out in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I guess minus three, because technically it would have been nice if they went 0 for 6, but they went 1 for 5. Mm, uh, yes. They beat Nashville. The last time that um uh, the last time the Hots won was the day our last episode got posted. So it's been it's been a rough uh two weeks, give or take. Um, I'm not even gonna pretend like I remember these games because I remember that Lucas Reichel's goal in the Nashville game was absolutely trash. <laughs> like it, it went off either the defenseman or the goalie and just slid in. And it was supposed to be like a cross crease pass or something like that. Um, <laughs> I remember I didn't catch this goal happen live. I just like remember watching the highlight because I was like, oh, how did Reichel score? Must have been pretty sick because he's so good. I uh, no. It's a fucking <laughs> yeah. All right, I just replayed it. It's a two. It's a kind of a two on zero with the back checker, and he goes to pass it across, and the back checker fucking goes stomach down, stick out, stops the puck from getting it across. <laughs> it hits Soros. He runs into Soros and hits the puck into the net. It's just it's garbage. It's fucking hilarious. Um, ask how they just ask how many. Yeah, exactly. But that and I I remember watching the game because. Um, that fourth line, third line, whatever you want to call it, that Kachuk, Joey Anderson, and Kyra line, they had a sick fucking um, forecheck deep in the zone. And then it was just Kachuk just, like, picked the pocket of the defenseman, 
and Joey Anderson had just the guy that he had just been fighting with behind the net. He curls around the backside and Kachuk has him all day, just wide open. And the entire game, the Stalock was just in, incredible. He's just, Which, he just gets hot, man. It's been the theme of the season, man. These goalies yeah. have just been, been bailing this team out and it sucks. Like, um, Mrazic, no, no, like, when I said it, it kind of sucks because it's like, yeah, they get the wins here and there, but it's like, it was like Stalock is the one getting all the wins, and Mrazic has been playing great hockey. Right, and right, it's like, right, it's like, right. Jesus, just give him one fucking win. Like, come on, give him a break. Yeah, he, big daddy, give this kid a happy meal here. Like, come on. <laughs> True, like it's the how well they're playing doesn't translate into like the dubs, but that's kind of what we want. I'm sure that's not what they want at all. Um, I just remember like during the broadcast too, like they were just pounding and on Staylock like late in the period. Then Yossi finally scored and they're like, it was, I guess bound to happen, man. Like so many chances and he was just relentless. And then finally went in one from the point, but only like 25 seconds left. So they, they locked that one down. Um, It's like, damn it. I really, cause what, like, in the previous game, they just beat Boston too. I'm like, please, we don't need a win streak. We don't need a streak here. Don't do this. <laughs> don't, but, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But no, real quick, talk about goalies again. I pulled up since the last time we recorded. Um, Stalock is one in three with a 902 save percentage of 278 goals against average. Fucking great. I would awesome. Mrazic in his one start back from his groin most recent groin injury. Um lost against Vancouver. Um, but stopped 27 of the 30 shots he faced. So he's got 900 or 90 save percentage, uh, 308 goals against average. And then there's Doby, who made his oh. trumpet or uh, what am I saying? Triumphant, return triumphant, yeah, to the NHL. First start since January of 2022. Um, yeah, this is one of those games we want back, but it's a little bit, a little bit down the road. Um, after Nashville, the Hots. Took another trip to Mullet Arena. Oh, also, by the way, while we were still talking about goalies, because I, right right before you wanted, I wanted to talk about Arizona, was after the Nashville game, this is where I was kind of talking beforehand. They had mentioned that for goalies with a minimum of 15 starts in the NHL, at that time, Stalock was like top 10 or like top five, maybe. He had like a 920 save percentage. Now he's got a 915 which is still really fucking good, but having like a 920 save percentage on a team that's not it like that's it literally bottom three in the league. And sure you don't get a lot of recognition for it because like you haven't played as many games as some of the other goalies. Cause like 15 games played more than three quarters of the way through the season isn't a ton, but I mean, those are hard games played and having a 920 save percentage at the time, pretty fucking good. <laughs> I mean, 20, yeah. 22 games this year. He would have played a lot more if he was healthy. Didn't have that stupid concussion problem. Yeah. Who the fuck was that again? Casey Zizekas. Yeah. Fuck you, Casey. But, but actually, great. You did us a favor. Because that's what I'm about to say. We might have won a lot more games. Sucks, but let's be honest here. The way things were going. Uh, thank you, Zizekas. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a little thanks is in order, but like also – Nobody should ever want anybody to get hurt. So right. Um. But yeah. Again, Arizona, Mullet Arena. Man, if the uh, if uh, we're still in the bubble situation, Arizona got to play all the games in Mullet Arena. They'd be a fucking championship team right now. 
like they, they, they actually have a good home record at Mullet Arena. What was it like? It was some stupid number, like the teams, playoff teams that they have a better home record than. Um, I'm trying to see it right now. It, they're 20, 12, and four. And I don't know how they sort this out because if it's like win percentage, because if I'm sorting out like who's got the best home record, right above them, they have listed Dallas with 18, 10, and nine. So is it like when oh maybe it's points because they have nine overtime losses yeah that's probably i don't know i was just looking at strictly at wins like having 20 home wins is pretty fucking good they technically have a better home record than the colorado no not colorado sorry new jersey levels yep um seattle who is making a push for playoffs i think seattle is going to be in the playoffs i think that's no question yeah, so I guess so. I guess teams are getting better. Playoff teams are getting better, but the fact that New Jersey has a, I mean, it's only one point, one one more loss than Arizona, but still, it's kind of funny. Oh god, I felt great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Arizona just good at home, scary, scary stuff, but that's good for us because we're competing for the bottom of the league, having Arizona win. That's a that's a big two points for Arizona. And a big not two points for us. Do you want to talk about players having sneaky good years? Clayton, like Clayton Keller. Keller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, 75 yeah. games played, 36 goals, 45 points for 81. Or sorry, 45 assists for 81 points. Like Yeah, he's having a career season right now. I think John, I think it was John Scott tweeted something about it. He goes, It's even more impressive when you realize it's basically one on five whenever he's on the ice because he's got no one else to play with. <laughs> True. I mean the team, I don't know, other than like Lawson Kraus, like who the who the hell's on his line, you know? Let's see. Team stats. Clayton Keller. Oh, Nick Nick Schmaltz. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Lawson Kraus, Nick Schmaltz, and I don't know, Barry Hayden, who's their big young guy, who they drafted what fifth overall in 2018. See, I like I think. He's another player, like kind of like McKinnon too. Like it took a little bit of time for McKinnon to get going in his career. And it's like same thing with Keller. Like he was, I mean, Keller's still young. Don't get me wrong. So it's not like it's like he's this old vet or something that's, you know, finally breaking through. Oh, but yeah, he's only 24. It's like you can't, the, 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 the expectation of these like kids coming in at 18 and just being a game changer. Oh, like, yeah. You got to stop that. Like, and the, you got to cr- develop. It's crazy to me to think that, like, I feel like Keller's been in the league for so goddamn long already, and he's only 24. But, yeah, he played three games, like, his draft year, and then he's played pretty much every single game since then. He literally didn't miss a game for the first four seasons because there was a shortened season, or the two shortened seasons for the COVID. Yeah. And then he, and then he finally missed some time just last season. I don't even know if he's missed a game this season yet. Uh, let's see. They have 75 games played. Yeah, he's played every game this season too. That's great. for That's somebody you want that <laughs> puts up points and doesn't miss time. You're building. I mean, Arizona, man. He's a good piece to build around too, and I think they have I... him locked up for a good at a good price too. He's only like 7 mil. Uh, let's see. Cap friendly. Uh, seven fifteen or seven point one five, yeah. Seven point one five, that's great. 
and he just signed that deal pretty recently, did he? And it expires at, at the end of the 27-28 season. Oh, he's in the third year of an eight-year deal. They just need to build around him. And I think that, I mean, obviously, they're just trying to do it through the draft. It's, it's, it's crazy as hell if you look at their draft picks because they only have two in the first round this year because they got one the one of the one first overall pick from uh, Ottawa for Chikrin. Yeah, they have four third rounders this year, four second rounders next year, four second rounders the year after, and like three third rounders next year. It's just they they're loaded up in the second and third rounds. <laughs> And like we kind of said with the Hawks situation too, it's like, look at the flexibility they have that they can move those second rounders to get up in the draft too, if need be. Yeah. It would be cool if Arizona was better. It's all right. When um, Uncle Gary fixes the draft lottery, so Vidard goes to Arizona to really secure, really secure that new arena deal. No, he's not going there. There's no way that they're going to put Bedard in a small market team. So he's going to go. It's going going to Chicago. It's fucking happening. Chicago. When Chicago is good, the NHL is good. (laughs) Chicago being a top team is good for the NHL. I'll tell you that. Say it louder for the Hawks haters. Yeah. When Chicago is good, the NHL is in a better place. So it's all it is. Let's just hope the lottery balls think the same way. <laughs> but how but how fucking sick would it be? As much as I hate St. Louis, if the Hawks got one and St. Louis got two and you had Bedard and Fantilli going against each other in the same fucking division. Nonstop. Yeah, how insane would that be? I don't want St. Louis that to get that, but if if they were to win the lottery, let them win two if we win one. I don't give a shit then. No, I still like it if they don't get anything. Yeah, I do too. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so then after Arizona, the Hawks back-to-back, if there's dicks just kicked in, losing a total 11-1 to um, against Colorado, 5 nothing, Washington, 6-1. to um, Yeah, I like I said, I, I don't even pretend like I remember these games. The only thing I remember I, from the Capitals was the Kadobin trying to clear the puck. Yeah, that, that was Passing hilarious. it right to the Capitals for the empty net. Hilarious. Um, this one, I remember the Colorado one just for like the little bits that I got to watch. Um, I think Stalock played this game again, just like it's kind of the luck of the of the way that the game goes because you still play stellar, but like the, there's some chances that you just have zero fucking chance on, and that happened a lot in Colorado. But also, Colorado is literally on fucking fire right now. They have been storming back into the playoff picture. Like they're so close to taking first place. Yeah. Like they were they were out of the playoffs like a few weeks ago because like they've been writhing with injuries and now they're almost in first place in the entire Western Conference. Nine and one in their last ten. Yeah. And they're decidedly nine and one. Like they're not losing games. They're winning by a lot. And they have a game in hand on Minnesota too. With they're barely giving up any fucking goals. It's insane, dude. Like they're they're gonna waltz in and win the cup again because the East is gonna murder each other. They still don't have Landeskog, right? No, he hasn't played a game yet this season. Still, God, if he's able to play in the playoffs, fuck. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. 
Um, so that yeah, there the Hawks really had no chance this game. <laughs> the team the team is on fire. Um, and then yeah, that Washington game that you were mentioning, I only I didn't watch that either, but that I did see that highlight of Cute Oban trying to clear the puck and just like what the fuck is going on? Right up the middle and but... oh Zaitsev have scored this game. No shit. Awesome. First goal as a hawk. First goal of the season. But yeah, nothing no, <laughs> nothing going on there. Um and then uh, the next couple games, Minnesota, uh, was it Minnesota, Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, both games tightly contested. Hots were in it most of the way. Um, especially the game against Minnesota. Ryan Reeves went up yeah. Minnesota one nothing a halfway almost halfway through the second. Then Lucas Reichel scores his fourth of the season a minute 15 into the period. And that was it. There's nothing until a minute 15 into the third. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. And then there was nothing until about a minute, what was a minute 10 left? No, 11 seconds left uh, in the third. And of course, Ryan Hartman. Yeah. Blackhawk revenge tour. It's not revenge tour for Ryan Hartman. No, because he was traded years ago. Doesn't matter. (laughs) He's, he's he's become such a good player. It sucks that we traded him so early on. Yeah, but um, it's it. I remember when we were drafting him, and uh, the scouting profile on him was like, um, what is it, Ryan Getzlaff? And I was like, ooh, Ryan Getzlaff would be good. And it's like I think that's exactly kind of how he's turned out. He's more of a goal scoring Ryan Getzlaff because Getzlaff is easily one of the best like playmakers of all time, or at least in the tw- like two thousand three draft class. Um, he's a Hagel. Yeah, he's more of like a Hagel, Hagel filled he's, in. The he's a he's a, fucking, a a grindy guy that like puts the puck away too. I mean, he hasn't had as good a season as last year, I don't think. But and then now Radish is taking over the Hagel role. It's just continuing. At least we yeah. always have that type of player. I mean, that's kind of key. That's my favorite type of player, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he scores. I think it was a breakaway too. Um. Uh, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, the, um, so they tied it up there, or they took the lead there, and then they put the empty net goal, um, with like thirty seconds left to put the bow on that one. And again, this is another Stalock game or Stalock game that was just he didn't get tested that much though. He only f- faced twenty four shots, uh, saved twenty two of them, nine seventeen save percentage, um, perfect on the power play, perfect shorthanded. In more shorthanded shots against than he saw power play shots. Yeah, the power play is not good. <laughs> God. Um, and then going to Sunday was Vancouver was in town for Colin Delia, baby. Colin Delia, revenge he's tour. Not, he's not good. <laughs> he's not good. Hawks, he's good. That's his second win, isn't it? Against the Hawks. I don't. Maybe. He still lets in like trash goals. Like the uh, first goal was not good at yeah. all. <laughs> Connor Murphy, birthday boy. Connor Murphy gets a shorthanded goal on his birthday. And then they tied it up with about 20 seconds left in the second period. So classic Blackhawk goal, you know, letting up uh, a goal late in the period. Yeah. Last second. Typically, though, that results in, you know, a goal right in the first minute of the next period. But somehow the Hawks were able to uh, fight the pressure off and and just really stick around in this game. And then it took about halfway through the third period before Elias Pettersson, who also career year, 
fucking yeah. call him resurgence. Quietly, quietly career year too. Man, Vancouver, everybody. What's up, guys? I just want to talk to you real quick about a cool event that's happening soon on April 8th at 2.30 p.m. at the Allstate Arena. Uh, the Chicago Wolves and the Veterans Hockey League present the Wolves Warrior Classic, featuring the Carolina Warriors facing off against Chicago's very own Level Zero Heroes. Um, we've talked about the Veterans Hockey League before. We've played in it. Um, it's They do awesome work keeping um, veterans on the ice and you know try to just get them the help they need uh, once they come back uh, from overseas um, this is a big event for the same you foundation um, the same you foundation is uh, for brain injury recovery um, and also other cool stuff um, i'm going to throw a link in the description below to get for you to do more research on the uh, the event if you want to hear more about it um, it is definitely a a must check out event. Um, and if you can't make it out there, there's definitely ways that you can donate to same you, um, and to level zero heroes, um, to help them, you know, achieve their goals of helping out veterans. Um, again, that's the wolves warrior classic April 8th at the all state arena at two 30 PM. Yeah. When they were not playing well, like they, I don't think I was thinking he was doing that good. He's got 93 points in 71 games. Also, there was a lot of shit about JT Miller for a good portion of the season. He's also pulled it up into like point per game, like territory too. Yeah. I mean, let's see. He's got 73 and 72 games. Damn. Taki really pulling him in. Yeah. And where are they sitting right now? They're, they're still a few points out. I don't think they make it. No, they got 73. They have technically, they have a shot, but they don't. Oh yeah, it's a long shot. It's like one of those like two percent chances or some shit, probably. Um, Reichel made it a one goal game for his fifth of the year, back to back games with a goal. I mean, he's been playing pretty well over the last like six or seven games. So, um, yeah, oh, going yeah. to Rockford might have been the right move for that guy, despite what people said, us included. I think we were a little frustrated at first, but I think overall it was the right move. Um, and again, another empty net goal to, yep. you know, put it up 4-2. And Mrazek played fantastic. I don't know if fantastic is the right word, but he played good hockey. Like I said, yeah. 27 saves on 30 shots. I mean, what does the guy got to do for a fucking win? That's all I got to ask, man. Feel You got to feel for the guy. Yeah. It would, I mean, shit's tough. <laughs> it's tough in Chicago right now, so. But. Yeah, so that was the Hawks week since we last recorded a one and five. Um, minus the Colorado and Washington game, it's been not bad hockey. It's exactly what we've been saying all year. Lose games, keep it close, keep it competitive, and then blow it in the end of the game. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they're playing well and, you know, just not getting a point, which is good. It's, I mean, it just makes me excited. We've talked about this before. It makes me excited to see, like, what Richardson will be able to do when the team, when he has like actual players that are going to contribute like very well to a team versus what he currently has, which is like a lot of guys that are third and fourth liners on a lot of other teams. Yeah. And he's still staying, remaining competitive. Well, then I was looking at it too, a little bit um, since the trade deadline. So March 3rd, I was just kind of looking at their team stats and it's like, it's crazy. It just, it's all across the board. It's all role guys that are, mm -hmm. are stepping up and really taking advantage of getting more ice time. 
I mean, since that's been 12 games since the trade deadline, Taylor Radish has played 12 games. He leads the team with seven points, six goals and assists. Uh, Boers is all tied with him in that span with seven points, two goals, five assists. Breichel with six yeah. points. Cara with six points. Anthocyu with six points. Joey Anderson, five points. Dickinson with five points. Seth Jones with four points, three goals. Like, yeah. I mean, the offense is coming. It's just, it's just not enough. And that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, um, Kachuk had that three-game stretch of Boston, Nashville, and Arizona where he had five points in three games. And you're just like, Boris? This Boris? <laughs> yeah, right. The guy that I didn't even believe was a real person when it's we so picked funny. him up. It's so cool. The funny yeah. thing is, though, I, I still don't think I've actually seen him score like or do anything besides like something stupid. Like I feel like I I always miss his good stuff, so it's like – my case of him not being a real person still technically hasn't been broken because yeah. <laughs> I physically haven't seen it, even though he's done it. Um, so nine games left of the season. Uh, the Hawks are playing as tonight, um, as we're recording against Dallas. They got St. Louis on Thursday, I believe it is, and then New Jersey on Saturday. Um, that'll be the next time we record, like, well, before we record next. And then they wrap it up against Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and Philly. So not a good sign. Um, <laughs> looking at some of those teams, you got to kind of hope that uh, we get some help across the league for uh, the Sharks and the uh, Blue Jackets to steal a couple games here and there. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, it doesn't – I mean, we might beat the Blues. See what happens. Um, I was going to say, do you have, do you want to do like three players of the two weeks that we had? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, let's see. Let me go back to. I think I give one to Reichel. One to Reichel because he had three goals in three in six games. I guess he had. Yeah. <laughs> um. Stalock and like the only win. And why not like uh, Nikita Zaitsev scoring his first as a hawk and his first of the season. All right, Zaitsev, Reichel, and Stalock. Stalock. Stalock, 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 whatever. Stalock um, down. So, yeah, there we go. Um, those are your three stars. Congratulations, you earned it. Yeah. Um, the Max Domi returns tonight. <laughs> Bench tour. He's still talking about how he enjoyed his time in Chicago, so I'm really hoping hey. that he's open to coming back in the offseason. Yeah, he'd be a good, good face for the franchise. Um, let's see, uh, some injury news came up, um, Kurashev's out for the remainder of the season with a shoulder injury, uh, Tenority is day-to-day with, what was it, a hip injury? Yeah. Uh, Austin Wagner is cleared, ready to play from a hand infection, they're just trying to get him caught up to speed, so you gotta imagine he will be playing, um, in the couple games coming up here. Reese Johnson was activated, he was in COVID, or not COVID, concussion protocol. For for a minute, correct? If I'm remembering that right. Yes, I think it was concussion protocol. Um, and the big it w- uh, Alex Vlasic is oh Vlasic emergency loan called up. Yeah, it's a yeah. I don't know. I know he was injured for a while, he and now he's cleared to play. Did he break his like fibula or something like that? He, I'm trying to see if I can if I can find it. It was either that or like a foot thing. It was his foot. 
foot? Okay. Yeah, he had an injury to his foot, and that was he was expected to be out six weeks. That was back in mid December. So I think he was just playing in the AHL, but he was called up recently because of Tenorti being out. Okay, that made sense. Um, fuck yeah, dude. So tonight, Alex Vlasic's playing. They got Wyatt Kaiser playing. So some of the young guys will be it's pretty nice. Look into the future, potentially. I think going, they're going 7-D tonight. I'm just looking at what the lineup is. So Seth Jones, Murphy, Zaitsev, Kaiser, Mitchell, Vlasic, and Jones. And they're already down one nothing. Good. <laughs> Tyler Sagan is 18th of the season. Um, Bjork's back in lineup too. It's like, oh yeah, wasn't he? He was day to day, wasn't he? He was out for a little bit, but there's a potential big return coming too. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taves was back at part of morning skate today. Um, from some of the reporters that were there, were kind of tweeting about it. Said that he looked good. He looked like himself. You know, just shooting around strategizing with uh reese johnson roughhousing with seth jones um and then he obviously he spoke to the media because you know who else is the media going to talk to i just love that it's strategizing with reese johnson and it's just like i know who's going to be out there looking to create some offense with me it's me and reese johnson i fucking yeah. knew it he knows it he knows it too man reese johnson's the goddamn man dude yeah um but yeah, he so some of the comments that stood out to me is um, I'm committed to getting back to a place where I've got the energy to not only play the game at the level I know I can, but also the energy left to enjoy life, left over to enjoy life. Um, all that stuff's been not not existent. It's just go home and lay there, and we'll see how things play out. Um, when you when day after day you're just pushing through pain, it's like to what end? I'm at the point where it feels like more damage is being done than it than is a good thing. So and he pretty much said, um, it's definitely on my mind that this could be my last few weeks in Chicago. And it just kind of taking those comments. Is he really thinking about still playing? Oh, I don't season? know. I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like he throws the bait out there where he's like, you know what? I got to think about life past hockey. I got to, you know, see what's best for me. But then he's also yeah. like, but I can still, you know, get myself to a point where I can be competitive. Well, and... well, that's the thing. Like when you played hockey your entire life and that's all you know, like the fact that you still want to play and you feel like you can give more, but then your body's like, you're done. Like you don't know what to do about it. Like yeah. you you personally did not plan on like quitting this early, you know, like retiring. Like you probably wanted to do at least a little bit more and stay competitive, but like it, your body is just not agreeing with you. Like that's just tough to kind of be like, I gotta listen to my body rather than like, all right, it's my it's my decision to hang them up now. I so I don't have exactly what he has, but I mean, my Crohn's disease and all that kind of stuff. It's like fatigue is a huge thing that I deal with all the time with it. And it's like, I am not a professional athlete. I'm not putting my body through this shit that Jonathan Taves is putting through body. And there's days where it's like, I don't even want to fucking move because I'm just so fucking sore, tired and just feel like I've been ran over by a truck. So it's like, I can't even imagine what, what he is going through every day, trying to push himself to 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 be better. Like like he said, he's, he's doing more to 
push himself to be an elite level fucking yeah, NHL like, player. <laughs> like top of it. I mean, say what you will about different sports and all that, but it's like hockey like as athlete hockey players as athletes are some of the most athletic and coordinated people in the, in the, in the world. And to do what they do, you have to be to a completely different fucking level with your training and your, and your habits and all that. And to do that with the type of disease that, that he deals with, that's fucking tough. And yeah. it's like, you know, good on him for, you know, wanting to, to keep playing and stay out there. But it's like, like he said, it's like, you're doing more damage than it, than is, that's good. And it's like, so it's like, what's, what is the point at this point? Well, you, he's got nothing to prove, right? He's got, he's done it all. The only thing he hasn't really done is like the, the individual point awards. Oh yeah. And he was never going to get that to begin though. with. Yeah. He was never going to get those in the, in the begin with anyways. Yeah. It's just going to be crazy. We said before, of like the, the amount of guys from that Stanley cup dynasty area era that like just kind of go out, not on their own terms. And seems like with the way that he's talking, you know, like you clearly want to play more, but like, is is it going to be worth the sacrifice you have to make for your body like are you even going to be able to push yourself to do that like it makes me wonder about like you remember when like Corey Crawford like that whole thing happened where it's like the Hawks were like all right we're we're if you want to keep playing like it's not going to be here and like what if they say that to Taves and he goes and signs another ticket somewhere else and then he plays in the preseason and is just like dude I can't fucking do this like yeah and it's just going to look, it's just going to suck because you don't want to see the guys do that. Like if, if they're going to keep playing, I would love to see them play for the Hawks, but like, exactly. does it even make sense for them to keep playing? And so I'm really hoping if like, if he gets into one more game this year, I hope it's United center game and yeah. he gets the, the send off that he absolutely deserves. And it's like, he's not going on on his terms, but yeah. he gets to go out as a Hawk and we all know it's coming, so everybody, it's not like one of those big shocking surprises kind of thing. So it's like whatever his last game is, like I think about it, it's like how cool it would be to give him like the Pat Foley salute at the end of his last game, calling the Blackhawks, yeah, Taze for his last game. You know, like right, he deserves it. And like what him and him and Kane did for this city is just it's unbelievable. They put hockey back on the map for us, and it just fuck, it sucks, man. Man, if he could play it, oh, in the last home game is against the Flyers. Ew. Yeah. Like, how sick is that? Like, you ended the cup drought against them. <laughs> um, did you see his comments about Kane, though? No. So, uh, he talking about the Kane trade, he goes, I was shocked. The possibility was there for a while, but I was like, ah, it's not actually going to happen. And he goes, then you see him in a Rangers jersey, and it kind of looks good on him, to be honest. I hate to say that. I'm just seeing him talk about him stuff. Yeah, Kane just fucking is disgusting. But he also scored today already too. Did he really? Yeah, twenty-one so on the year. Only Alex Ovechkin has more twenty-plus goal seasons than Patrick Kane among active players right now. That's pretty crazy that Crosby doesn't have. I guess because he had a year off. Yeah, kind of like a year, but probably a little over that. Like would shorten those seasons. Probably didn't have twenty at that point, but that's, Ovi, Ovi is eighteen. That's cool. Ovi is eighteen. Kane's got uh fifteen. That's cool. Boom! I pulled that stat out from here. Didn't even okay. That up. Now I have to fact check you. <laughs> Do it. No, that's okay. I don't feel like it. Man, oh man, them Hawks. Um, 
if Taves decides to keep playing, do you think that the Hawks would offer him? Oh, no. You almost got through the whole episode without any issues, and you freeze up in such a funny way. You there? There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I guess my internet had cut out for a second. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, you, do I think the Hawks would offer him something to stay? Is that what you're asking? I was saying if, if he decides to keep playing, do you think the Hawks? would extend a contract to him or do you think they would just like part ways i don't know i mean at the beginning of the season i would say i think they would offer him something but i kind of feel like after moving kane kyle davison is more on the lines of like all right let's just start this fresh and let's put my spin on not like not like bad my spin type of thing but it's like let's get out of the past let's move forward and, and get this next chapter going yeah, but I don't know. I kind of think, like, if you want to add, if you're going to just go, like, the younger route, having the veteran presence of somebody that's been there and, like, also somebody that can assist, like, the centerman of the future for this team with, like, winning faceoffs, I think that would be huge. Well, that's what I was saying, too. Like, um, I was kind of talking about Reich a little bit, my, one of my – Logs on the hockey buzz and i was saying it's like he's got the pieces there and now it's like one thing that kyle davis needs to do this offseason is go get a veteran piece to to play with him and mentor him a little bit because now this hot team does not have that so it's like yeah maybe yeah he tays around for that reason alone yeah pretty much <laughs> um plus right. i mean you got to reach the cap floor anyway exactly so uh, a couple quick notes, um, then we'll move on. So I think the internet's starting to go out a little bit here. So let's try to wrap this up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sign a couple entry level deals. Anti Sorella, Sorelli, Sorella, Sorella, Paul uh, Ludwinski. Yeah, Ludwinski. Yeah, both of those guys too. The guy that we picked up in the second round of the last year's draft. That we used the Ottawa Senators second round pick for. Part of the Debrinka trade. Yeah, part um, of the Debrinka trade. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see what those turn out to be. Um, and then prospects already in our system. Uh Nazar and Drew Camesso have both reached the frozen four. Um, if they both win their 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 games, they will play each other in the championship. So let's go. It's pretty sick. Yeah, I had the uh, Michigan game on for the last few seconds of the third period, and when they tied it up, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it was, of course, it was Fantilli that scored as well. Of course, let's go. Um, all right, so we're gonna skip NHL talk, I think, today, just because I think internet is just not gonna cooperate for this last part. Yeah, I don't know why it's all of a sudden. Yeah, shit, so. Though. Um, yeah, episode 217, Tanner, if you hear me, can you say it? Can you name it? Um, fuck, man. <laughs> like, we're in, we're in the home stretch here. <laughs> A home stretch? Or just in the home stretch. How about just home stretch? Yeah. Short. Or the, the race for, the race for last. <laughs> 
All right. So episode 217, the race for last. It's been Jerem. It's Tanner. Make sure to follow us on all social media at WCB Podcast, <laughs> Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Five Star Review, and all of them that allows you to. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Love you, boys. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB Podcast. Hey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.